Gather around, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I'm your host, David, back again. And I am your host, Philip, and I never left! You, well, you <laughs> left at some stage, but but I'm back again. <clears throat> Man, you can you probably hear it in my voice. I've been sick a little bit, but uh, I'm back from a course that I did in bartending. I think I this is the first time I'm actually revealing the... F- fine details of what course yes, I've been are. doing in Barcelona for four weeks. And it was great. It was great. I passed with with flying colors, you might say. I did very well. Oh, oh don't undersell yourself. You told me exactly what the hell happened. You are a genius. You are at the top <laughs> of your class. Get some damn credit, man. Get some well, damn I'm, credit. I'm one, one of a few at the top of the class, okay? There were other people who did just as well, but uh, yeah, it I, I did very well, and I'm very proud of myself yes, for that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Our little bartender, God bless you. And anybody who knows you knows how much of an accomplishment this is, as you are wont to do and uh, share and uh, partake in a few drinks yourself. And God bless you. Yeah, so uh, that's finished now. And now I'm uh, sticking around in Spain for a little bit of leisure for the next week. And I'm coming to you still from Spain and we've got a couple guests coming on whom are very close to our hearts. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. How's the, how's it been for you, Phil? It's been it's been a little lonely not having you around, but hey, we make do in these parts. And I think that we've had some some serviceable fill-ins. We've had some very generous sure. generous hosts come in and and uh, try and then hold the fort down while you've been uh, been away, but. But we are back. I'm very glad you're back. I'm very glad to have you back, as I'm sure the listeners are as well. And uh, quite honestly, if I'm being just 100% honest, our social media is very glad that you're back too, because Lord knows I have, I have taken it's a break with you on that. It's, it's been, been barren yeah. for about a month and a half now, which is which is actually even before I left for, uh, for Spain. So right. it's, I will be back on that game uh, shortly, probably with this episode. So you probably hopefully saw a promo episode, a promo video for this episode this week. Hopefully, I'm <laughs> making claims <laughs> that I might may not live up to on this week of leisure that I that I described. But uh, we've got a, an interesting episode coming up, so let's get to it. So we begin this episode off in the most respectful manner that we possibly can because we <laughs> just, because I know out of context the rest of the episode might seem in poor taste, in poor but, taste, yes. But but it's it's actually out of great taste and respect that uh, and a natural natural want that we will start this episode. First of all, Elizabeth, Queen of was it like Wales or something? Like Queen of <laughs> England, uh, the UK, I, I UK. Know. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure what the proper terminology is, but the Queen is uh, has deceased. She is uh, has, no longer with us. She, she hath deceased. Uh, she, yeah, she uh, uh, sadly passed away. I'm going to take over here, Phil. Yeah, why she don't sadly you? passed away on Thursday uh, after many, many, many years on 75 the throne. Seventy-five years on dignified the and uh, yeah, dignified years on the throne, and uh, I. I mean, wh- whether you like the royal family or not, uh, I feel like she she held a position with in- with with yeah, grace and with, grace. with grace and dignity and 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 up uh, yeah. And we'll, we won't linger too much, but anyway, it was a very uh, sad day, especially if you are uh, British or perhaps maybe not all British people. But we we it inspired us to want to talk about the people that we would really miss, the celebrities mainly who we would really miss. 
uh, if they were to or if they were to die before giving all that they could, perhaps. And so, to start us out. Uh, we thought we'd talk about those who who we have already lost, whom we we truly do miss. But before we get to that, we are joined by one of David's friends and closest oh, yeah. confidants, <laughs> sitting right next to me. <laughs> yes, yes, I know it's easier to get lost in the sauce when they're actually right there, as opposed to like looking at the screen right. and seeing them. However, uh, welcome back to the show, friend of the pod, Alex. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you very much. Doing very well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I'm not in Spain like you two fine gentlemen are, but I am in heat. Well, not personally, just... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm perspiring quite heavily right now. Yes, so I am too. Hopefully yes. that comes through into the podcast audio waves. Absolutely. Not into the microphones, but into the audio waves that are coming at you nice and hot. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, Alex, we'll go to you uh, after me and David give off a few of ours, but we decided to uh, kind of uh, temper it and, and put it into subjects such as this. First of all, celebrities we miss who are already gone. Uh, Hoffman, I'll go first here, and this one's easy, probably the most recent of, of the bunch that we'll have here. But for me, let's start off this list with Betty White. Now, whenever ah. you talk about a person who lived a full life, lived a life, and and one of those where you don't you don't necessarily mourn them, thinking that they were gone too soon. Betty White had a had an, a long run, certainly, and made the most of her years. Some would argue made the most of her years as she went on in life. But yeah. Betty White was just one of those calming presences that you just you probably forgot about, but every once in a while you'd be like, oh God, Betty White, God bless her, God bless her heart. I will always miss having her as a calming, good presence in the background. How about you, Hoffman? I mean, this one was easy for me as well. And it's funny, I'm vacationing in Spain with with two friends, soon to be a third friend. Uh, and it was this vacation is actually the third time we've done this vacation together. Uh, the first time was when was in 2014, when we had graduated high school. And it was on that vacation that we found out about the death of Robin Williams. For me, he's on my list as missing, well. Missing celebrities is really—I mean, you miss the ones who were truly unique talents, who who really just had their own special, special uh, je ne sais quoi, you know. And Robin Williams was truly a unique talent. Like there are few quite like him in fact there's i don't think there's anyone like him and so I, I think the greatest compliment one can make about robin williams and certainly the legacy that he made he left behind is that the movies that he made on mass for the most part simply could not be made or could not be made to the level or standard as they were without him and him specifically in whatever role they were. Adam Sandler right. movies, I think, yeah. could be, even though they are unique, I think could be, have an argument to be made, could be made better with a different person in there. You go to any leading man film, James Bond, yes, the character lives on, and each person puts their own spin on it, but it, it the, the part lives on. Robin Williams, you cannot imagine another person as the role of Genie. You cannot imagine another person in the role of Mrs. Doubtfire, so on and so forth, whoever your favorite Robin Williams character is. Even in a even in a dramatic role, such as Goodwill Hunting, where he plays a Will's therapist, you cannot find another actor who would serviceably put themselves in that role without specifically and only exclusively talking about Robin Williams. He too right, was number uh, two. He was number two on my list. I very much agree with you on that. So I will go to my third and final con uh, contestant here, David, Alan Rickman. 
Oh, he's on a, my oh, list too. <laughs> oh God, I love he's, Alan Rickman. He's literally I, second on my list. <laughs> this is great. If we had no discussion. There was no. We simply said the Queen's no, dead. Just, yeah, yeah. Let, let's go with our celebrities who we missed. Um, so Alan Rickman is my next one. God, what a tremendous voice! Always had unique choices for his acting, acting and acting parts, uh, and I loved his voice. One of the few yeah, actors uh, just, who who had just a tremendous tre- uh, tremble in, in his voice, and, and you loved to hear him speak. Uh, had a lot of acting and speaking roles that I were mean, exclusive it goes to beyond just his acting. Voice. It was he would his voice. It was like he. It was like a work of art. The way he would, the way he would choose to to speak a sentence, was never the obvious thing, you know. And that's really like, for example, Meryl Streep. I think I think once said that you know she she always reads a script. She takes her first instinct and she throws it out the window because that's the obvious thing, you know. And she tries to do something more interesting with the line. And I feel like that's that's really what Alan Rickman embodied as an actor was was always just making it a little bit more. He embodied just a Meryl Streep more. <laughs> just a little bit more you know he did yeah. he did more with it he did something different with it he the way he spoke was 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 artful and and captivating and yeah i miss i will miss him tremendously uh before i give my final my final pick which is on a different note let's go to alex because alex has been sitting here wait listening yes. patiently while we no but I, i've been enjoying the fact that your your uh, uh short lists are entirely matched you know uh, <laughs> well, I, alex, I didn't have betty white great minds alex do you have alan rickman as well or maybe robin no, williams I feel like yours. I mean, I, I feel like your lists are very inspired by your, you know, industries of choice yeah. and, and sort of TV and film and, and everything. Mine is going to be very music oriented. I, I reckon. Oh, good, uh, good, I think good. My first thought when when uh, David sprung this uh, topic on me about ten minutes ago was John Lennon, because um, I think that's mm. that's yeah. In terms of myself as a massive Beatles fan, but also the music as a you know industry and as an art form in general, I, I can think of relatively few people in the past you know 50 years who've had as much of an impact on how popular music is written and performed and what role it has in society as, as John Lennon and uh, and yeah no very I, good choice I miss him. there Alex thank you <laughs> I, I I I feel like he might have just been been resurrected just this yeah, moment, just, and uh, just featuring on this like, podcast as a guest. It's like he's with us now, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that that's an easy first one for me. Yeah, David. Yeah. Why don't you My go to last your last one, one? Actually, is also in the music realm, and a very tragic death under unfortunate circumstances. Chester Bennington, lead singer of Lincoln Park. Ah, yeah. I don't really want to go into the, the his actual death, but not that we are for any of the other celebrities. But I love Linkin Park. They they were one of the most experimental modern bands out there, and it's sad to me that that journey is over. That we won't get any more Linkin Park, at least not with Chester Bennington, who was who was a great talent, and I never got to see him live, which makes me sad. I miss I miss. Lincoln Park. Alex, did you have any more celebrities uh, we miss who are already gone? Uh, yeah, well, I, I had a, I had four people I was sort of toying around with, and I was trying to get it down to a short list of three. I'm I'm not fully settled on who I who I'd prioritize. I think Freddie Mercury is another one that yeah. I would put quite high on my list. Yeah, uh, exactly. And again, you know, a singular musical figure and and just generally, you know, all round decent bloke by by all accounts. And then. 
My other thoughts would have been perhaps George Harrison again, you know, obviously died later than, than John Lennon did, but was another, you know, seminal figure, both as part of the Beatles and as a, as a solo artist. So that, that, that would be my general musical trio that, uh, that I miss. Excellent candidates all. Uh, let's go to our next one, which will only be a little bit, but uh, we do get a, a taste more. How about a celebrity? who has gone too soon. And we've already listed some who could qualify for this, but right. uh, we have somebody different. Uh, David, why don't you start us out on this one? A celebrity who has gone too soon. Yeah, this was my idea is just a little additional bridge into the, the, next, uh, the next question. I immediately thought, and this is not someone I ever, you know, I wasn't alive when this person was alive and I've seen all three of his movies, is uh, James Dean. And it was mm. considered one mm. of the one of the greatest talents, young talents of his era and of m most eras. In fact, he only made three movies, uh, two of which he had prominent roles in, one of which was a more of a supporting role. He really is tremendous. He really was tremendously, tremendously talented. Uh, just a very interesting, interesting actor to watch, and just beautifully real. And and they say also that that. The re because James Dean died so young, and Marlon Brando really came up in, in that same era, that Marlon Brando was in a league of his own because James Dean had died. And that meant that there wasn't as much of a challenge to Marlon Brando. So some, some say that Marlon Brando would have been better as well if James Dean had stayed alive. So it really is unfortunate that James Dean passed away at the age that he did. Mm. And it, he, if you've never seen Rebel Without a Cause, uh, and now the other movie is Escape, the other movie where he's a lead role is escaping me is even better in my opinion. Uh, East of Eden, I believe. And that is, that, he's just very, very good. I've so, seen none of those, but will be adding to my list. You should watch it. You should watch them. Same They're, here, Alex. I haven't seen them either. My list James is also Dean. about 100 movies long, yeah. and, and, and I hope yeah, that I get to see too, them before, I, there's some before classics, I meet my demise. There's some classics that sometimes I will not, uh, you know, in certain groups, I won't admit that I haven't seen because it's kind of embarrassing. But James Dean, he was gone too soon. Alex, who would you say is a celebrity who has gone too soon? Well, so, so obviously a lot of the people from my first list could easily qualify. Very well, but, yes. But, but to, to keep things interesting, right, what you could do with this category is you could quite easily get a little time travel -y and and... Uh, uh, and wibbly wobbly, and and try to figure out how would the world be different if this particular yes. person had had not passed away at the at the age they did. Um, Butterfly effect. Exactly. Mm. Well, I, I don't know if you've ever read the book. Well, they made a TV show of it as well, right? Uh, Eleven twenty two sixty three, whichever one it is, about the guy who goes back in time to try to stop JFK's assassination. Ah, yes. And then that has all of these historical butterfly effects. Well, there's also something. Uh, uh, what's it called? It's I think is it. Something about uh, some show, uh, I think Yegor can tell us at some point, but it's some show where they explore what what if the Russians had gotten to the moon first and there's all these different oh, things. Oh, uh, is that for all mankind? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, so, and there's some things that are slightly different and then... And then uh, as it goes on, more and more is different and different and different as it goes through the decades or whatever. And, and yes, it's we, kind of similar. Yes, we discussed that with uh, Professor Fortunato uh, on the That's first of right. the- That's right. Yes. That's why it's in the back of my head because I was listening to that episode recently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. On one of the episodes where you were gone. But yes, yes. Alex, uh, so if, if you're saying that the world could be made a better place- Yeah, no, with that, with that consideration, I think- uh, 
it, you know, too soon is maybe pushing it given that she was at quite an advanced age at the time of her passing. But if Ruth Bader Ginsburg had passed just a few ah. months later than she did, yeah. uh, there's a lot of things that would be, that quite, would be different quite different yes. right now in, yes. in a positive way. So uh, I think that would be that would be that my is, answer. That is very interesting because just just purely taking uh, obviously the politics are associated with that one. But if we go to another form of that, uh, I know somebody said like Abraham Lincoln, mm. who's somebody who most people yeah. would say is a contender for what if, what if he had lived a little bit longer, but scientists have now gone back. And I believe that there's a, a strong belief that had Abraham Lincoln not been assassinated, he was only given probably about a year or five at most left because of uh, a lot of the health difficulties that he was already facing at the time of his death that just obviously expedited things to a to a finite finish of course when he uh, he was assassinated so it it it's interesting that you would alex then even go to somebody like you said at an advanced age but still well, i'm just curious about the, the scientists who've done this experiment yeah, you know, have I, they I, invented time machines and just not told us about them and have gone back and replayed probably, history probably based on based on like medical reports no that's much more boring of the time okay <laughs> let's move on let's move on or, yes, no, uh, uh, Philip. Yes, my last one, a celebrity who was gone too soon, and again, I'm still sticking in the realm that we were in, Heath Ledger. Now, mm. it, there again, yeah. there is a, a strong argument to be made, even within the own movie that he, he, he lastly did. You either live long enough to see yourself become the villain or die a hero, and he certainly went out on top. Or you could argue for the Marlon Brando side of things, where by the end, most people are wanting to forget the last couple of movies that you made. So there's always that discussion to be made. But Heath Ledger, a true talent, yep. went to insane depths to get there. Brilliant, brilliant performances to be had, I'm sure, that were still left within him. All right, celebrities, and this is this whole topic, we say knocking on wood. Just every candidate we put on this, knock yes. on wood beforehand, because we are just asking for it. But celebrities we will miss who are still with us as of the time of this recording, because, you know, 50 yeah. years into the yeah. future, I'm sure this list will be a lot different. I will start us out here and... Let's go with my, this was a very hard list to narrow down, but I'm going to go with my number three, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is an oh, absolute yeah. delight, a good person, and has yes. lots of inspirational stuff. If you go to look at him just speak, whether or not he's talking about on a speech, whether he's talking about just stories, whether you want to just talk about the mind-expanding ideas that he has, he is an actual brilliant man who just happens to be a... a Brilliant comic a, a, as well. A brilliant comedian. Yes, on both stand-up and, of course, in performance. So Jim Carrey, when he kicks the can, I know he will stumble on the way out the door and then just just laugh his way out. So I, I Jim Carrey would be the first entrant to this upon my list. Alex, who would you say is somebody that you will miss but is still with us? I mean, I'm going to be boring uh, again and stick with a very similar theme, but it is my my genuine answer, which is Paul McCartney, um, who uh, I had the privilege of seeing live once, and uh, I'd love to to see him play again. I mean, he's still doing three hour gigs at age. I think he just turned eighty. No, I knock on wood, he's with us for for uh, a lot longer still. But I would miss him terribly if he were to go. David. Yeah. So I go back to unique talents. It's the people mm. who are, and I think Jim Carrey is nail on the head, you know. I'm going to say first Jeff Goldblum, because I feel like, you know, you lose someone like Jeff Goldblum, you, like, there's, you're never going to, you're not going to be able to have any Jeff Goldblum anymore. Whereas certain other people, yes, you miss them. And, and yes, they're unique in their own way, but they're, it's just not as unique 
as certain people like like Jeff Goldblum or Robin Williams, for example. So Jeff Goldblum, I would I would miss dearly. I'm going to go on to my second one, and this is probably the absolute wrong sentiment for this episode. But I would totally miss Ana de Armas if if she were to pass away. <laughs> I. I, is number four on my list was Ariana Grande, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair to me, she is extremely talented beyond being stunningly gorgeous. So, yes, okay, Alex, let's go uh, back to you. Well, hopefully, yeah. she's, just, she's not at immediate risk, right? I'm just, I, I shouldn't think of, so. I shouldn't think of, so. Of age group, no. Um, my my second on my list would potentially be uh, Sir David Attenborough. Ah. Oh. Uh, again, another singular talent, uh, yes. wonderful voice on environmental issues yes. and, and causes, and you know, befitting the the theme of of and, and the occasion that gave rise to this week's episode. You know, a British icon in, in many yeah. respects. I'm going to go with number two. We've talked up and down about music. This is my first musical entrance myself, Sir Elton John. Guys, if oh, the Rocket Man ever goes all the way to the moon, <laughs> I will be unbearable that day. I will just, I, I, God, every time he does a goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour, I'm like, no, it's not. And he says, no, it's not, because he knows we need ourselves some Elton John. And he's still putting out bops, even to this day. God bless Elton John. I love him. Love what he, he is. Love who he can be. Love the icon that he can be. David, who's your number two? I, I told you my number two. I'll go straight to my number three. Yes. My number three is another unique talent, Nick Cage. I, again, you lose Nick Cage. You lose Nick Cage movies. They're so iconic because he is so unique. And I think that to lose Nick Cage, Jeff Goldblum, it would just it would change the the film world. It would instigate a new era, and uh, an era I'm not ready for. So Nick Cage, I would miss you dearly if you were not not with us anymore. Alex, who is your number two? Number three. Number three, I think. Okay. Um, because I had Paul McCartney and David Attenborough, and yes, then I think absolutely. my third would be uh, Barack Obama, uh, who, yes. again, hopefully he's not in the risk zone in terms <laughs> of age or, or health or right. otherwise. But while he's done his eight years in, in office, I feel like is uh, is somebody who still has a lot to, to give to the world and a, a lot of life to, to live after what probably is some, some of the most stressful eight years any person could, could possibly yeah. Enjoy. It, it always feels, you know, you, you feel particularly bad for public figures who die while in office, right? Because you get the sense that they, they don't get to reap the rewards of their labor in, right. in, in right, that right. sense. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, these stressful positions where people are sleeping four or five hour nights and, and taking decision upon decision that is, uh, that is earth, earth shattering. And then you, I feel like you deserve a long vacation after that. Yeah. You deserve a book deal. That's what it is. Yeah. Once you, you serve as yes, president, deal. you get a book deal. You get one where everybody's... You know, that, that wasn't a thing until quite recently, right? You know, you, you didn't have these oh, ex-presidents, ex-prime ministers with lots Alex of money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go off on a tangent now. But it, it's interesting how if you were an ex-prime minister, ex-president, you know, in the early 20th century or whatever, you may very well be destitute depending on how, how how well things went for you afterwards. You didn't necessarily get a big biography book deal. or, or I think Jimmy Carter was, was the first president afterwards to enjoy like a peanut farm living afterwards. I, it was like, oh, I've got something a little bit more than just uh, going to go to my orchard back you know, home. He was, you know? he was my fourth person just because he's such an all-round, you know, fantastic guy and, you know, building houses in, in developing countries and, uh, uh, you know, just generally all-round nice guy. My number one. The guy who I will, I might need to take, if not two days off of work, a week off of work. 
The day that John Travolta dies will be oh, a massive griefing period for the entire nation, David. The nation. The nation will weep openly and sadly uh, and ugly. It will be a sobbing a, this day. This is the first one where I'm like, meh. You can you can just wiggle yeah. your little hips out of this discussion. Saturday Night Fever icon John Travolta, Adele Hazim, <laughs> moniker man, the guy who can wiggle his hips to the best of them. John Travolta was an icon for me growing up. I bought a leather jacket just because of that man. He can do no wrong. He is no wrong. John Travolta, God bless you. You ever die, you take my heart with you. Oh. All right. Well, th- that's that. And uh, Alex, thank you so much for joining us for this. Uh, this this macabre. <laughs> yeah. This episode. somewhat, somewhat. Well, let's just move yeah, on. No, it's been, it's been it's been a pleasure to talk about the people we we admire and admired. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Not at all. Thank you, Alex. Cheers. Have a good one. This episode of Powwow Podcast is sponsored by Sides. Meet Sides. S-I-D-E-S, an app that helps you take the law into your own hands. Turn ordinary agreements into binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, sides will step in to resolve it for you. Wait, Phil, that one, that was supposed to be my line. What did we agree to in the contract? I don't know. I, I guess we can use sides to settle this dispute because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. Our mini segment this week is Fun Factoid. So and we it have... should have been You Will Be Missed. I just want to say that. It should have been You Will Be Missed. Oh, oh. Just thematically, yeah, guess, not, not out of order. <laughs> thematically, maybe, maybe best we take a break from th- those we will or will not miss. <laughs> so uh, we have fun factoid, some interesting facts here. I, I've got some uh, about alcohol because that's what I've been studying for the past month is alcohol. So I'll, I guess I'll go first then. Uh, Philip, your first fact. The finest cognac comes from the Grand Champagne region. That's your first. The second one is Champagne is made in the Grand Champagne and Petite Champagne regions. Which one is true and which one is false? One more time. The finest cognac comes from the Grand Champagne region. Champagne is made in the Grand Champagne and Petite Champagne regions. My problem is I don't know what cognac is. I know it's a brand, but I don't know what the actual no, alcohol. Cognac is a is basically just brandy, oh. but specific like it's a specific classification of brandy. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, I know champagne is champagne because whatever alcohol it is, it, I believe it's a sparkling it's just sparkling wine. wine. Yes, yeah, sparkling wine. But the specific sparkling wine of it is because in order to be champagne, it needs to come from champagne. So I'm going to say number two is the true fun factoid. And you would be wrong. Funny enough, hmm. the finest cognac is is made in order to be called fine champagne cognac. It has to become at least it has to come from only the Grand Champagne and Petite Champagne regions. And 51% of the bottle has to be from Grand Champagne region. Champagne is made in the Champagne Valley, which is an entirely different part of France than the Grand Champagne and Petite Champagne regions. It's just one of those funny things. There's two places apparently called Champagne. Oh, uh, that's why. So, Got it. so you are wrong. 
I'm wrong. It's not a very fun factoid for me. All right, but I've got one possibly for you. First fact would be, Hoffman, NASA is responsible for creating slime as developers wanted to have something antibacterial that astronauts could use to grab onto while in zero gravity to cleanse hands. Fact number two, Americans spend roughly the same amount on legal cannabis in Taco Bell every year. <laughs> uh, Which one is the true? Legal cannabis factor? and Taco Bell. Correct. It just doesn't seem right for it to be that much on legal cannabis. Taco Bell's pretty popular, so I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with NASA inventing slime. Is the true That's the true factor. fact, yes. Got it. I completely created the NASA making up slime. No, Even though no NASA, way. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I know NASA is responsible for creating many, many innovative and, and useful things, including the slinky. But slime, as far as I am aware of, is not one of the many inventions NASA developers and scientists have created. Americans do, though, spend roughly the same amount on legal cannabis and Taco Bell every single year. Fascinating, I know. So not a very fun factoid for either one of us as we got both of these wrong. But hey, we move along. We welcome Yegor on for the game. Yegor's also here with me in studio. And when I say studio, I mean living room floor. And he's here to play a game with us. But first, we're going to get to know him just a little bit. Uh, welcome onto the pod, back onto the podcast, Yegor. This is your third episode, I believe, or something like that. Third indeed. Yes, and he still never listened to any episodes. Gur, uh, well, we want to get to know you a little bit Yegor. before we start playing the, the game. <laughs> I caught what that was. That was hilarious. Thank I didn't you, get Thank it. Thank you. I'll hear it, I guess. You, when, said, uh, you said Gur, and he said, no, it's Yegor. Well, whatever. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. So we're going to get to know you a little bit. Shall I start God, with my I, first? You've just thrown me off. I, yeah, okay, I can tell. We're going to get to yes. know you. Phil doesn't know you very well, so he's got two questions for you. I have only got one. Phil, start us off. Yes, why don't I? Uh, my first question to you, Yegor, I was led to believe it would be a woman uh, who would be on here, so I apologize for all these questions, but I refuse to change them. My first one, if you went into a very important job interview and they asked you, what type of sandwich are you? What would be your answer? Oh, that is a very interesting question. I don't see how the gender of the interviewee. It's more so for the responses. second. It's more for the second question, as I've read the first one. Ah, there but we yes. go. There we are. There we are. Let's say a BLT. And it's why nice, is that? I'd say it's a, it's a nice mix of ingredients. You know, you get a little bit of the saltiness from the from the bacon. You get a little bit of the crispiness, maybe not from the bacon, but from the lettuce and the tomato. You know, just for the for the extra vitamins and for the color, it's a, it's a nice combination. You know, very easy to make, easy on the eye, and it tastes very good as well. So you say, you're saying you're quite a balanced fellow. I would say I am you're, a balanced you're quite fellow good in lots of different areas. Yeah, I yes, think uh, you know, okay. I, okay. I and crunchy if you if you meet them on the right way. Indeed, indeed, Yegor. Which Mediterranean country, since we are currently vacationing in the Mediterranean, which Mediterranean country is the best spot, vacation spot, in terms of the three following things? You can pick a different country for each if you want. Mm -hmm. Food, beaches, and nightlife. Well, for food, I mean, you have to go with Italy. I think well, you do. I think, I think, a, lot of people, I think a lot of people might say France. A lot of people might say Greece. But I would Too say much I'm, Greece. I would say I'm partial to the Italian uh, in that regard. Greece is the word. <laughs> Uh, what was the second category? 
Beaches? Beaches. Ooh. Well, I can't say I've visited too many beaches in the Mediterranean, or at least not a great variety of beaches. Would the Canary Islands count as a Mediterranean nation, mm, even though they are You are the correct. They do have the best beaches of all the places that might be considered. Med- but I would say no, because they're not in the Mediterranean, despite being part of Spain. But yes, absolutely, they do have the best beaches of all the places that you might go in this so, general part of the world. So is it an acceptable answer? No. I, well, then let's no. just say Spain. Just say Spain. Okay, Spain is good. And the last one was nightlife. I'd say probably the better parties, or at least the most, some of the most fun parties I've had were on our senior trip uh, on the island of Crete in Greece. Coming back to it, let's say Greece is one of the better places for nightlife, at least the way I've experienced it. So Spain is his main beach, and uh, Crete is his favorite place to go for the nightlife. We uh, we have known, we now know this. My last and question. Italy for food. Italy for and food. Italy okay, for go food. ahead. Makes sense. Yes. Having just seen the Little Mermaid trailer, which Disney princess, Yegor, would you want to be most and why? Well, I have not just seen the Little Mermaid trailer. I've seen a lot of uh, reactions to it, some positive, some negative. But I would want to be, if I myself were Disney princess, let's go with a relatively cliche, but still a little non-cliche answer of uh, Princess Leia Organa. I was wondering, know, Star Wars yes. has been acquisitioned by the Disney Corporation a couple of years ago. Are you into big buns, Yegor? Is that why? And I cannot lie. You, and he you cannot me, lie now. <laughs> you, you read me like a poem. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, as Yegor is Hoffman's guest, that means that it is my iteration of the game that we must uh, do. So I'm going to tell you that the game right now, Yegor, is called Rest in Pieces. Meaning, it is a game about how many pieces can be found in really anything, and it is up to the two playing the game to get as close as you can to the to the correct number of pieces to be found. Now, for clarity's sake, both people can guess the same amount of pieces. However, that would amount in a tie, so feel free to go about closest wins if uh, if different answers are to be found. Yegor, who would you like to face off against first, myself or David? I believe I faced off against... David first last time. So let's say you, Phil. Excellent. Hoffman, your version. Okay, my version of this game, since I just did a course in learning how to shake cocktails and learning how to make cocktails and all kinds of cocktail-related things, I have in my hand the Bible of cocktails, all the recipes for the cocktails that I learned how to make. And the task will be to try to guess how many ingredients go into the cocktails that I give you. And I haven't even decided which ones I'm going to give you yet. I'm going to pick them at random. Phil, I will tell you that uh, including garnishes, including garnishes, some have one garnish, some have more than one garnish. uh, Nothing should have more than 11 ingredients. 11. Okay, Got so it. we're Thank working you. between 2 and 11. Is ice an ingredient? No. Very good question, well, Igor. I would actually consider ice an ingredient. Yes. Okay, we'll consider ice an ingredient, in okay. which case it's still between 2 and 12, I guess. Excellent. All right, let's get started. What is the first drink we will have to guess? Yegor, you're going to be going first. The first drink I would like you to tell me how many ingredients are in a Bloody Mary. Standard. Standard. I will go for four. 
I will go with five. I believe that there's tomato juice, there's celery, which I think should be included in that. I, if it's not, I know it's just one of those things that should be. Kind of like whenever you order at a restaurant, you order water. Lemon should be included in that, even though it's just water. So I'm going to go with five, hoping that it's more. I am on the same page as you, except for the lemon. <laughs> well, actually, Phil, I, I would have considered you to be at a disadvantage in this game, which is funny because you are absolutely right. There is 10 milliliters of fresh lemon juice in a Bloody Mary. And you also have Tabasco, black pepper, celery salt. Bloody Mary is many ingredients. So five is closer, not necessarily yes. close per se. So uh, how many does it have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight and ice is optional, so we'll just say eight and a half. Oh my! Eight and a half. Uh, yes. Either way, I gumble. Either way, I come you away with closer. the first point. Well yeah. done. First point goes Woo-hoo. to Phil for the next cocktail that I would like you guys to assess: a mai tai. A mai tai. Phil, we go to you first this time. For anybody who's not aware by this point or time. Yegor, I am stone cold sober. I am aware of these drinks, that they exist. I'm aware of the name. I have never partaken in one. I couldn't even tell you what the base alcohol for a Mai Tai is, which you don't need to tell me. I'm just saying. So for me to take a victory here would be a tremendous win. Tremendous win. All right, so a Mai Tai. I don't even know if there's ice in that. I don't think that there is. So what I will go with, since something as simple as a Bloody Mary comes with eight, I will say Seven. I, well, I am not Stone Cold Sober Phil, as people may or may not know, but most likely not. However, I can say that my experience with cocktails has been very, very limited, except for their names. Usually, if I were to have a cocktail, I'd just go with something familiar like a mojito or just something that seems to have a nice name at a, in the menu at a bar. So uh, I am no mixologist by any stretch of the imagination either. With that in mind, I... We'll go for the what I think is considered to be a the price is right strategy and bid one dollar under, or in this case, uh, one ingredient under and go for six. Okay, both very close, both very close. Somehow, Phil, you hit it exactly on the money. Seven Boom! is correct. It has crushed ice. We're considering that an ingredient, yes, because it we should are. be. Uh, then we have dark rum. We have, forgetting, fresh lime juice. We have orgit syrup. We have triple sec <laughs> and, of course, overproof rum and a mint sprig as a garnish, which we consider a, an ingredient as well. So seven is correct. You lead two to zero. Yeager, yeah. you're going to have to fight back here. How do we I'll know start... that Phil does not have a version of this Bible of cocktails pulled up on the screen right now? <laughs> I, I... My hands are we right don't. here. We have, to, we have to just trust him. For the next cocktail, I would like you guys... And I'll start out this one since I have a 2-0 lead, so that way yes, Igor has a chance yes, to so go the way, opposite. Yes, of course. Just for fun, we're going to go with a screaming orgasm. Wow. All right, so this one is the first one that I just have no idea what it is. At least a Mai Tai I've heard of. I've never... Well... I've heard a screaming orgasm. I've never heard of a screaming <laughs> orgasm. Um, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, if it's something that complicated, it, that, that would lead me to believe that it is something new. Therefore, in order to be new, it has to have more than just basic ingredients. So I will, I'm going to say that it is just wild. So I'm going to go with a nine, nine ingredients. Okay. Yegor. 
I will once again go one under and stick to eight. Or I think that has been the average yeah. of the two cocktails. So very far. smart strategy. Very few uh, cocktails really go up, up up as high as nine, ten, eleven, or twelve. Okay. Screaming orgasm, including the ice, has six ingredients, ah, including okay. vodka, coffee liqueur, Bailey's amaretto, milk, and no garnish. A point, point Jaeger. Jaeger. Yes, indeed. On the board. So I'll go first again for this one, Hoffman. What is our second to last drink? Your second to last drink is a horse's neck. Hmm. Phil, we're I mean, going to you first again since you still have a lead. May I Real- assume the base liquor would be bourbon? You might. Well, <laughs> it must have a base liquor to be a cocktail. That's yes, not of really course. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you are right. It has bourbon okay. as a as a base liquor. <laughs> the liquor. base is juicy fruit. That is the base. <laughs> that is the base liquid. Uh, it so. A horse's neck sounds like, like you're kind of where Yegor went, where it just sounds down to earth. Like whoever drinks this is a cowboy at heart. If, if that's the case, we're not talking frilly. We're not talking fancy. We're going low. So I'm going to go with, I'm not going to go ridiculously low at five, but I think this is yet another example of six. Six sounds to be, boom, right on the nose. Well, if I agree with Philip, then... He wins either way, for he will be. I will remain he? at least a no, point he ahead. No, will remain tied. one point ahead, and then the best I can do is a tie. Yes. Right. So I want to go for the win, and therefore I will go even more down to earth than Phil has, and I will go five. Five Ooh. is on the money. On the, money. On the money. Five exactly. There we I'm go. Talking oh, about ice. Is. Cubed wow. ice, Angostura bitters, bourbon, ginger ale, and a lemon spiral as garnish. Nicely done, Yegor. You're right. Thank it is a, a, a working man's drink on the farm. Very, very, very well done. Okay. Does it come with a little garnish of hay? I was hoping <laughs> for like a mini horseshoe. <laughs> All right. So, Yegor, since you actually did tie it up, then this time you do get to go first. Ooh. What if we both say it on three? <laughs> we both There's say it on delay, three that I might so I lose, Yegor, and that's just not allowable. Mm, but you also might win. This is true. This is true. Your last cocktail, we will go to you first, Yegor, is a B-52. Love Shack! I don't know what that is. The Love Shack. It's oh, a baby. Oh, that's right. That's Sung okay. by the B-52s. Yes, 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 yes. Is that the one that you set on fire? No. No. Isn't there a cocktail that you set on fire? Like with a little, fl- little flamey flame going on the top? Oh, uh, yeah. There's a, it depends on the bar flame. you go to. Mm. A B-52. Yes. Well, five plus two is seven. <laughs> so let's go, with, let's go with six. You know, that's so, not that six. bad. I, I don't hate that logic, to be honest with you. That is actually, there are worse thoughts. What did you say? Six? six. I said six. Although I sh- probably should have said seven. Is, is it too that, late? Is the, is the, is the, is, was that my final answer? Is it six. Is that my final answer? Or am uh, I still allowed to change before Phil, to Phil says Phil. option? Yeah, if he wants to change it to seven, he can. Oof, oof. That's just a lot of pressure. No, you, my gut told me six. Well, no, first my... my <laughs> was it your gut or was it some weird logic that told you to add five and two together? Well, my weird logic told me to add five and two together. And then my gut said, no, go for six. Oh, okay. All right. Well, but if you said the minimum is two and the maximum is 12, seven is equidistant. 
So I will go for seven. He will say seven using both his gut and his mind and his heart. And then his second guess, he is now landing on seven. All right. Am I allowed to uh, phone a friend or? <laughs> uh, let me think here. I could just force the tie. I'm assuming since Hoffman is coming up with this game on the fly, he does not have a tie, therefore. So I should, I should not go with the tie. But seven does sound enticing, I must admit. But B52 being seven, hmm. That is that is Illuminati type conspiracy theories. <laughs> I will say that that is wrong. Feeling brave. And I will go. I will go six. Come on. So he's going with my gut. I'm going I, with, I guess so. With Yegor's <laughs> he's gut. going with Yegor's gut. A B-52 is a layered shot. Oh, shit. Wait, just a shot. Yeah, it's in a, served in a shot glass oh, or a shooter. Not too much then. How many layers? Layered. No ice, obviously. No garnish. Is it like an onion? Is it a trick? How many layers? Start out with coffee liqueur. Okay. And you layer on top of Bailey's. That's two. It's two. And then you top it off with triple sec. Ah. And that's it. Three. Three. Yeah, baby. <sighs> Woo. Uh, Love uh, your Shaq gut was baby. wrong. Your mind was wrong. Philip was wrong, but well, Philip was gut, closer. My gut was close. <laughs> your gut, your <laughs> gut was closer. And I, I would have gone seven had you gone six, Yegor. Uh, so it was the decision. Well, now you tell me that. Well, yes, yes. Well. All right. So I win that game three to two. Yegor, I do not have a game based entirely off of alcohol, but I do have a fun game that I think you might stand a better chance in, but therefore David also does stand a good chance as well. So let's mm. go to my game. That makes no sense with its preamble. Here we go. First off, and we'll go to you first, Yegor. How many pieces are in a large pizza to be ordered at Pequod's Pizza, which I find to be the standard amount, but just to put a place on it in case we uh, we need an actual place of serving. So you first, Yegor. How many pieces are in a large pizza? Well, from where? Pequod's Pizza. How do you spell that? <laughs> P-E-Q-U-O-D-S. And Ooh. they are based out of Chicago. Chicago. Is it a deep dish? It. Uh, I believe this is just a standard pizza. This is not their deep dish pizza. Mm. Okay. Well, the majority of the pizzas I've eaten throughout my life, uh, large, extra large, medium, whatever dimension you're going for, have been eight slices. So I will go for a nice familiar eight. Hoffman. Mm. Now, I, I don't have to go, like, all pizzas are cut into an, ev an even number of slices, right? But I don't necessarily have to go with an even number. I just have to be closer. That is correct. I mean, it's a large pizza. I'm going to just go with, maybe it's maybe it's cut into 12. So I'm going to go with nine. He's going to go with nine. Very good, because had you gone with 12, you guys would have tied, because the answer is actually 10, as you both would have been Very two odd. Away. 10 is strange. It's a weird, no, it's, you it, have to make an odd number of cuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, there's no way of strange. like, you know, dividing into two every time. This is true. Pa this pa is true. Yeah. Pa what's it called? Pequods. Pequod. Pequod. Very odd. Very, very odd. Pequod is odd. Who would have guessed? All right. So David does indeed take the first point. And we go to you first, David. How many pieces are in chess? <laughs> Not including the board. <laughs> okay. okay. Is, well, is that would have been cheeky. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> 32. He says 32. Yegor, how, what say you? 
This is not a trick question, is it? This, uh, I, <laughs> we, we should hope not. We hope not. Do the, do the players count as pieces? <laughs> <laughs> it depends you can't really on play without them, can you? <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I leave my gun in a threatening manner on the table, does that count as a piece? <laughs> or maybe if you uh, have Hulu on in the background and you're watching some manga, you, you know, one piece... Then that that's an additional piece, but no. If I no. have a Pequod's pizza on the table <laughs> next to the chessboard, does <laughs> Oh no. In that in that case, David's answer of thirty-two, I believe, is correct. You have eight pawns, two rooks, two knights, two bishops, a king, and a queen. And of course, in white and in black. Yes, yeah, sixteen pieces a piece does equal thirty-two. You both are on the board, therefore, that is now a score of two to one, Yegor. We'll stick around with David as he is in the lead here. Mm. Fair enough. David, how many pieces belong in the entirety of the James Bond collection? In other words, how many James Bond films are there? Yikes. I'm just going to freeball this and go with 22. I might be overshooting, but I'm going to say 22. He says 22. Yegor. I am nearly 100% sure that Ooh. Daniel Craig, one of his movies, was the 25th. Oh. So I will say 23, just to be safe, because I'm not sure that it's that much higher, but I am pretty sure that it's more than 22. There are two that are not considered canon, as hold they on, are hold not... On, hold on, hold on. This should be clarified before you ask the question. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm including them. As, as I oh, put, okay, I, all right, all right. As I, I, as I pronounced it, that I is the James Bond. I do not accept. James Bond. I accept. <laughs> Regardless, canon James Bond films. <laughs> yes, as they are not considered canon, yet one does include Sean Connery, as they are not produced by EOS production. However, regardless... With those included, as they are a part of the James Bond collection, and we would never cut out Sir James Con- Sir Sean Connery, excuse me. There are, in its entirety, 27, with no time to die, uh, added to the collection, 27 James Bond films, meaning Yegor has tied this puppy up at two apiece. Next we That's go, it. back to you, Yegor. How many pieces in a standard Jenga-branded tower game? How many oh. pieces in a standard Jenga-branded tower game? Oh, Lord. Well, let's go with the obvious and say that it'll be a multiple of three. Possibly. Just kidding. Possibly. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, unless it's a janky one, one that you might want to return. Uh, Jenka, yeah. Another one. <laughs> janky Jenga. Let me let me think. So, I'm sure I'm a yay tall. It would make sense to me if it was a nice, even... 60, you know, 20 levels of three a piece. But for some reason, I feel that it's less than that. So I will go for 19 times three, which will be 57 pieces. 57. Hoffman. 57. 57. Where do you go? I'm just going to go 58. Coward. <laughs> 58. You were right to guess that it is within a multiple of three. And the 58 is incorrect, as it is 54 in a standard Jenga-branded tower game. Wow. Yegor takes the lead, three to two. For the first time. And then we go to the next one. Our last question here. How many, Yegor, you're first. How many Lego bricks have been produced since 1958 by the Lego company? 
How many Lego bricks have been produced since 1958 by the Lego company? What is the working definition of a Lego brick in this question? Yes, do Lego, I would like to know that Do Lego well. tires, for example, count as bricks? Do the circular Technic pieces count as bricks? According to the Lego company and their answer, I would All think right. not, but this is by their own definition. Well, by their own definition, I would think yes, because they want to sound, make it sound as impressive as possible. I think they could just say Lego pieces. They could, right? Okay. I don't know. You're going first. Go I ahead. I am going first. Well, there's no way I lose this one, thankfully. Uh, the best you can do is oh, a draw, unless Phil does have a tiebreaker. I do have a tiebreaker. Yeah, he has a tiebreaker, so... Well, then, let's see. <laughs> I will say, just so we're on the up and up here, there. I, I would hope that this is obvious, but there is no exact finite number. It is somewhat, somewhat of a rough estimate. Somewhat. But there is a do, number that we are working off of. Do Lego phrase it as something like over X many pieces? Correct. Bricks? Yeah. Yes, it's a more than figure. Well, an average Lego set. And you know what? I'll even give you both one more hint. Ooh. It is in a unit of a billion. It is in Ooh. the billions. Well, only 999 guesses to go. Let me say 25 billion plus another 14 on top and one more. So let's say over 40 billion bricks. 40 billion. That gives no, hold you on, two. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. No, no. Now, that I, now that I hear you say it, it sounds ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Something not about that you my, are ridiculous. My yes, yes, of course. No. Let me go a little bit lower. Let's say, let's say 15 billion bricks. 15. 15. One five. Okay. 15. All right. Hoffman. I'm, I think that's an easy over for me. I'm going to say 15 billion and one bricks. Oh, and the one brick might have it. Lego has promoted that since 1958, they have made more than 400 billion Lego bricks. It is an easy over. 40 billion was just ridiculous, but 400 billion is just astronomical. Regardless, Hoffman, you take the score, and with that, we go to a tiebreaker. Here we go, baby. I mean, at these scales, we were talking the billions. One is really just a rounding error, so I would say that was a draw. But, uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. Tiebreaker. Since David, you had to force the tiebreaker, you will go first on this. Okay. How many pieces come in the Lego Classic Basic Brick Set 11002 Building Kit? How many pieces come in the standard building uh, kit? Pieces, huh? Pieces. Yeah, that pieces. Pieces. Okay. I am going to say 25. 25. 26. Yegor, since you've already locked in your guess at 26, what is a far more reasonable number? Uh, let's say around 70 pieces. 70. Wow, both of you. I, I'm shocked. I would have gone a lot higher myself. And the answer is actually 300 pieces. That oh, comes in wow. the, yeah, the standard basic uh, Lego piece. If you think about it, guys, you're, you're connecting and then you got the towers and all that stuff. Yeah, 300. I, not, I don't think I understood the question. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. All right. Yegor, you take, you may have lost to me, which Ooh. is perfectly fine and respectable, but you beat Hoffman and that is standard. That is what we need, baby. Yeah. Let's go from Yeehaw. Spain. Yeehaw. Yikes. As they say in Spain. Yegor, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for having me. Really quickly. 
How is Spain, my friend? Is it hot? Is it moist? Is it sunny? Have you tanned your cheeks? It's, it's every single one of those. You were spot on, Phil. It's like you're here with us. I, I, I was spot yeah. on with you tanning your cheeks. God bless it. Love it. Thank <laughs> you so much. Appreciate you joining. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, see you soon, Yegor. Indeed. And with that win, I get up to a respectable record of 11 and 12. Still a loser. But David... Also losing gets down to 11 and 12. We cannot break the tie, people. Oh, that slaps. I missed it. I missed it with you, my friend. We've had some good entries yeah. since you've been gone, but it's nothing like when you're here. Did you have Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson? By Kelly Clarkson? No. no, she yeah. has not been added, but I will say she has not been added. Yet. Yet. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> I'm sure she'll make an appearance sometime. All right. You're that slaps, David. You've had a couple weeks to marinate on this. Okay. So since I left California, well, in fact, even when I was in California, I've missed California. Uh, I just, that's the place that where I feel like I belong. And one day I hope to move back there. Whenever songs mention LA or California or just feel like a California vibe, Gets me kind of nostalgic. And there's a song by Grizzfolk called California High. And that song, that slaps. All right. My song I found during our little hiatus, well, our personal hiatus and break, because you, the listener, mm. were, were treated to episodes this entire time. But I found this out. Very good song. It's called Runaway to Mars. And it's by, in all caps, Talk. The band's name is Talk, T A L K, all caps, Talk. Runaway to Mars exquisite song the content is is just it, it hits you in a way that you you wouldn't and it it puts you automatically in the fills un, unfortunately but great song wonderful runaway to mars that slaps well we come to the end of the episode but first we have a few thank yous that we want to dish out here first of all to our guests today yegor and alex thank you for coming on and of course thank you to cast and crossland and jay corlang for the music you hear on the show thank you to tara amstutz and josh Hans for their wonderful contributions to the show as well as ryan ardell you guys make this podcast possible thank you so much and thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in once again. Sorry I've been gone for so long, but I am back and we should have we should be back to regular scheduling and content creation uh, from this point for the foreseeable future. Uh, not that we could foresee much because life is crazy. Life is definitely crazy. But thank you for tuning in. Thank you for staying with us in the past few weeks. And uh, recommend us to your friends. We feel like we've got a lot to say, a lot of fun games to play and, and whatnot. So recommend us to your friends. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're just about everywhere where you find your favorite podcasts. Well, except for Pandora, because screw you, Pandora. Hey, bro, where do you order the drinks around here? Well, you got to go up to that grizzled veteran over there. Oh, yeah? Who is that? It's the bear tender. Bear tender.